This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Sunday, July 3rd, 2022. And in this last episode of today, we are continuing the discussion of my personal list of the ranking of all 25 Eon official James Bond movies from the worst to the best. In my own personal opinion, my list isn't the right list. It's just my list. I'm sure your list is somewhat, maybe a lot or little different than mine. Before we go over lists of movies eight through number eight through number eight number eight through number number eight through number one, a quick recap before the details of eight through one at twenty-five, impossible, all the low, the worst of the worst, a view to a kill, Roger Moore seventh movie, a view to a kill, nineteen eighty-five, number twenty-fifth spot, a view to a kill, number twenty-four, Sean Connery six, and worst of all his movies, only. Has a positive one thing from Lana Wood as Lana Wood as Plenty of Tool. Number 24, Diamonds Are Forever. So we got number 25 of You to a Kill. Number 24, Diamonds Are Forever. And then 23, 23 through 9 are. 23 through 9 are. The Man with the Golden Gun. Die Another Day. Spectre. Moonraker. For Your Eyes Only. Octo. Pussy. Live and Let Die. License to Kill, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, No Time to Die, Doctor No, The Living Daylights, and You Only Live Twice. And if you want to know the, uh, if you want to know the co- the commentary and details on twenty five through nine, check on the part one list of this, which ranks all 25 through 9 so far. With all that said, coming in now in the eighth spot of the 25 to 1 list of worst to best, in my own personal uh, personal opinion, of the James Bond movies, coming in now at number 8, we finally get what I consider to be Roger Moore's best of all his seven movies, and his third movie overall was the third movie leading into one of his best performances, and the quite entertaining, really good theme song, a uh, really good uh, back and forth between him and the Bond woman, 1977's The Spy Who Loved Me. Now, bad guy-wise, it's not that great, the main bad guy, unless you like, um, the henchman known as Jaws, but yeah, um, over the thought of all of Roger Moore's movies, and I gotta say, the majority of Roger Moore's movies I do not care for, which is why so many of them were in the low end to mid end of the list, but if I had to choose of all his seven movies, what I consider his absolute best, top of the tier of his way, in the A spot, I, A spot, I think that would have to be 
The Spy Who Loved Me of all of those seven movies. And again, if you re-listen to, uh, re- re-listen to the uh, part one of 25 through 9, you'll hear where his other six movies come into the list for me of that, of his uh, other six out of this one. But yeah, number eight spot, The Spy Who Loved Me, with his other six movies on the parts you've already heard. All right, now coming in in the seventh spot, I have a movie that I don't think it for me can be re- is very re- rewatchable, but I really put this because I I kind of grew up I kind of grew up with Pierce Brosnan in the '90s uh, for his movies before they had Daniel Craig come in in 2006. I kind of for nostalgic reasons I kind of grew up with uh, Pierce Brosnan, and even though I don't consider this one very very watchable, and I'm still very upset that the internet that the internet is not mentioned in Tomorrow Never Dies, even though it's mentioned like three or four times in the first his first movie, Goldeneye. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies, for partly mostly nostalgic reasons, in the seventh spot, I have Tomorrow Never Dies, even though I don't really care for the villain. Um, I don't really. I think that I think the the mission was too easy for Bond of all his missions. It's one of his way too easy ones of a mission. Um, but at least he had a mission because the Daniel Craig movies he kind of just like was so serious and it was more of his of his character and kind of less about all of his missions for Daniel Craig's missions. But yeah, coming in now at the seventh spot is Tomorrow Never Dies. Number eight is The Spy Who Loved Me to come with the best of Roger Moore's. Coming in now in the seventh spot is Tomorrow Never Dies. Coming in now at number six, after seventh Tomorrow Never Dies is... The World Is Not Enough. For me, um... This may not be a lot of people's, a lot of people's favorites, The World's Not Enough. Uh, it's Pierce Brosnan's third movie. Uh, I think it's got... Okay-ish villains. I think I kind of like the story a little bit, and I just, if I had to choose between watching Tomorrow Never Dies or The World Is Not Enough, I would probably put in The World Is Not Enough more often than not, more often than Tomorrow Never Dies. By the way, though, still the theme for that Cheryl Crow for um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow never dies. You're not the only spy out there. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I like the theme songs to both Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough. I actually also kind of like the uh, theme song to Spectre. Um, it's called The Writings on the Wall from Sam Smith. You can catch me singing the theme song to Spectre in the October, 20, in the October 2021 section of my podcasts. Uh, yeah, to hear me do Spectres, the world, uh, the writings on the wall a few times. Uh, and I also like the theme song to Live and Let Die, which I would butcher, but yes. Uh, yeah, I also like this theme song to Live and Let Die. Um. And the No Time to Die theme song is pretty okay-ish, too. But yeah, ranking in the eighth spot, we have what I consider Roger Moore's Beth in his third movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. Coming in in the seventh spot is Tomorrow Never Dies, mostly for nostalgic reasons of... Uh, getting into Pierce Brosnan's movies growing up. And coming in in the sixth spot is The World Is Not Enough, which I consider, at least in my opinion, a better movie than Tomorrow Never Dies, and also for nostalgic reasons. And The World Is Not Enough is the very first James Bond movie that I saw theatrically on the theatrical movie theater. My, I remember that my, my dad 
took me to see The World Is Not Enough back in 1999, and so that was the very first Bond movie that I got to see theatrically. Then I pretty much saw um, every other Bond movie theatrically after that one, but you can always remember your first. The very first James Bond movie theatrically for me was... The World Is Not Enough, 1999. Really liked, uh, Pierce Brosnan's, really liked Pierce Brosnan's performance in The World Is Not Enough. And just to say about the earlier Bond actors before Pierce Brosnan, I would say that um, Sean Connery did a really good performance in his third movie, Goldfinger, and even in his fourth movie, Thunderball. But Sean Connery's fifth and sixth movie, You Only Live Twice, and Diamonds Are Forever, his performance is very lacking with, with list, little blah, blah of a heart. Um... George Lazenby only did one movie. On Her Majesty's Secret Service made it to the 15th spot. Right in the middle in the 15. Uh, Roger Moore, I think his third movie, The Spy Who Loved Me, is where he really, really shined, really got well after after his first two movies. Um, and also considers The Spy Who Loved Me in the eighth spot as his best movie. George, La um, Timothy Dalton only had two movies. I ended up liking The Living Daylights way more than How License to Kill is. You hear the reasons from part one and 25 through nine. And now coming in now, we're in the top five now. Number fifth spot, we're at the top five. For me, the top five, the number fifth spot movie is... Skyfall, yes. 2012 Skyfall, Daniel Craig's third appearance in the role of five. It came out in the 50th anniversary. For me... I really, I like the opening. I like, I like the Istanbul Turkey opening. I liked that they finally reintroduced, uh, Money Penny and Q in their new Daniel Craig and, uh, ver iteration versions. And I really like the main Bond villain, Silva, played by Ra Raul Silva, is Silva, played by the Javier Bardem, Javier, Javier Bardem, Javier, Javier Bardem as the main villain, Silva, Javier, Javier Bardem. In the December 2021 section of my podcast, you can catch me performing his opening monologue from Skyfall. If you're interested in that, check that out. It's really short, only two minutes long. And yeah, I think in the number fifth spot, I'm going to have to say that Skyfall, Daniel Craig's third movie, especially with that like... Uh, uh, the, the, the scene where he fights that guy and the, um, where the lights go off and on. And, um, unfortunately, um, Skyfall doesn't really have a Bond woman. It's kind of like the Bond woman is M and the, there's not really a real main Bond woman, uh, Bond woman outside. That, that kind of makes this movie unique because it doesn't really, really have a Bond woman. But I like the story. I like the main Bond villain. I like the fighting and the opening action sequence and, Overall, I mean, I think uh, this is not going to be everybody's favorite movie. It might be some people's and some there. Um, but yeah, I would have to say that Skyfall, uh, Daniel Craig's third movie and a lot going on for it, especially with that main bond. It's probably in the Daniel Craig era. Um, Silva's probably the the, uh, the best villain that Daniel Craig faced off against. Faced off against, I would think. But yeah, um... If you like Skyfall, you know why I'm trying to explain how, why I like Skyfall. Yeah, but coming in then, in the fifth spot in the top five, Skyfall at number five. The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, uh, number eight, The Spy Who Loved Me from, uh, Roger Moore in his third movie comes in as, in his best to make it in the top, top ten in there, number eight, Spy Who Loved Me. His other six, you'll see where they rank in 25 through, uh, 
25 through uh, 10, 25 through 8. Uh, yeah, 23 through not, 20, 25 through 9, rather, because he he makes it in the 8th spot for Spy Love Me. But now we get to the 4th spot on the list. And for me, it has to be... Pierce Brosnan's very first and probably best for most people's entry in his run of his four movies. He He's the only Bond movie that didn't get to leave the uh, role on his own term. He did want to do a fifth movie, but the pr- pr- producers were not off for that. In number four spot, we have Goldeneye. Even though I don't really care for the theme song to Goldeneye in the beginning, it's got a great Bond villain in... Um, well, I don't want to ruin it for you if you've never seen it, but uh, the main Bond villain in Goldeneye is really good. I liked how the story was brought back with uh, the Cold War, rather, uh, parts of the Cold War. It's got a great um, Bond woman in both Xenia Onatop, the Netherlands actress, uh, Xenia Onatop, who was also in the original um, first um, X-Men movies, uh, Jensen, uh, what was her name? Famka, Famka Jensen. Pamka Jensen as the bad, bad Bond woman villain, very good in Goldeneye, and as the good Bond woman, uh, the Polish actress, the Polish actress, Isabella, mm, Isabella, I can't pronounce her last name, as Natalia Simonova, both good Bond, uh, interesting, uh, engaging Bond, um, Bond women there, uh, Bond women for um, um, James Bond to interact with, and now for Judy Dench as M in Goldeneye. Again, this kind of like um, this kind of also uh, just similar to how um, No Time to Die at twelve and Doctor No at eleven kind of back ended each other. Um, the fact that M starts off here in Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan and then ends off in um, Daniel Craig's third movie Skyfall, so M kind of bookends each other there with Skyfall 5 and GoldenEye 4. GoldenEye was also the first James Bond movie to actually get to film in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. So that's another interesting, good, great thing about it. But overall, yeah, GoldenEye is very enjoyable. And it's the first of the Bond movies to really make a reference or acknowledgement of the internet. The internet, the World Wide Web online, you know, when Natalia goes on the modem and stuff. Whereas I'm still very upset that two movie, uh, one movie later, two years later, in 1997's Tomorrow Never Dies, with Elliot Carver as a media tycoon, there's not one single mention uh, in Tomorrow Never Dies of the internet, but there is a mention of GPS, which of course is a um, navigational system. But GoldenEye, men- GoldenEye mentions the internet while Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies does not. But yeah, number eight is The Spy Who Loved Me. Number seven for nostalgia, Tomorrow Never Dies, even though I don't rewatch it that much. Number six, The World Is Not Enough, the first theatrical Bond movie, and overall had more things going out for it for me than Tomorrow Never Dies. Coming in at the fifth spot is Skyfall. A lot of good, lot of good stuff to get enjoy from rewatchable of Skyfall. Skyfall, Skyfall at number five, and in the fourth spot we have Goldeneye. So yeah, Goldeneye, uh, Pierce Brosnan's first movie. He was the only Bond movie that did not get to leave the Bond actor role. James Bond, Bond, James Bond, in his own accord. Uh, he did really want to do a fifth movie, and I think. Um, well, I guess we'll never get to know how Timothy Dalton's third movie would have been, or a, um, unfortunately, uh, no Pierce Brosnan in a fifth. But yeah, Skyfall at number five, GoldenEye at number four. We're now in the top three. All right. These were tough to, um, 
to organize as well. But I kind of knew what the number one was going to be. But it was a matter of whether three was two or two was three. Um, also, back on the low end of the list, at some days or nights, I have Diamonds Are Forever in the 25th spot. But just because of uh, Lana Wood as... Plenty of tool. Oh yes, plenty of tool. Let Lana Wood. Because of her, she makes it just to be 24, but with no redeemable value whatsoever. A Vito Kill is 25. But yeah, um, the choice between three and two, two and three was tough and difficult, just like 25 and 24 and 24 and 25. But like I said, with really absolutely nothing um, really known going for it, I had to have a Utah kill completely at the 25th spot. With Diamonds Forever being 24, also very bad, but got one plus for the Lana Wood of Plenty of Tool. We are now at three. GoldenEye was, uh, Skyfall was 5, GoldenEye was 4, Spider Love Me 8, Tomorrow Never Dies 7, The World's Not Enough 6. Okay, so, what, I think you guys are going to know what my first spot's going to be, but having to choose between 3 and 2, 2 and 3, can you have a guess? Do you want to know what, between the 2, which I have at 3 and which I have at 2? If you guessed from Russia With Love at number 3 spot, you are correct. This was tough. I was either going to have From Russia With Love at 3 or From Russia With Love at 2. But ultimately, I decided to have From Russia With Love, 1963, in the third spot. Sean Connery in his second performance in this role did really well. It's got an engaging story. Lots of interesting characters. Lots of interesting settings. Uh, and a great villain in and a great villain in and a great villain in uh, Red Grant, Red Grant, especially I'm him, uh, Robert Shaw Grant fighting Sean Connery together in the uh, plane, um, in the train, in the train scene towards the end, and um, yeah, the train, the fight, the fighting between Grant and Bond and From Much of Love is really well, and I just also want to say that. Similar to Topol being an Israeli actor in 1981's For Your Eyes Only, that From Russia With Love 1963 is also noted to have Israeli actress Aliza Gore as Vida in the women going against each other outside of that, um women outside scene with stuff. Aliza Gore, as an, as, a, as an Israeli actress, makes it into the second official Bond movie from Russia, from Russia with Love in 1963. So those are the two Israeli connections with the Israeli actor in For Your Eyes Only and the Israeli actress in From Russia with Love. And the one last thing I want to say about From Russia with Love is... Syl Sylvia from Dr. No makes a brief appearance in the beginning of the movie and also in From Russia With Love. This was the last movie that United States 35th President John F. Kennedy saw before he passed away and was um, taken out. So for those reasons and so much more, coming in the, in the, thir coming in in the third spot is From Russia With Love. A very well done, very well movie. For some people, 
It also makes the second spot, but to be choose between three and two, I have From Russia With Love, 1963 in the third spot, makes it in the top three spots. Again, Skyfall was five and GoldenEye was four. So, coming in now in my second spot is... Goldfinger from 1964. This was Sean Connery's third movie. He's got a really uh, neat, uh, well-done performance in Goldfinger, which I can't say the same with you only, Live, you only Live Twice or Thunderball. And little things I want to say about Goldfinger real quick. In the second spot, it makes it a number two Goldfinger. It had a... Uh, it has an engaging story. It's got um, one or two um, in, uh, to look at Bond women and such. Um, and one little Israeli connection with Goldfinger, I want to state. Even though there's no um, Israeli actors or actresses in this one that there actually were in Free Eyes Only and and From Usher With Love, what I can say is the Israeli connection is this in this one is of Goldfinger, the third Bond movie, is they weren't going to let this show in Israel because of Goldfinger, the main bad guy, as Gert Froh possibly having Nazi involvement. But then there was later trivia announced and figured out for about Israel that he actually helped um, with with the cause in a good way and was not a Nazi villain in real life. So that's the... Uh, Nazi um, Israel connection with the Gerpfro Goldfinger there. I really like that laser scene when the laser's going on him. And um, yeah, overall, like uh, from Rush with Love number three, really well done. Number two spot, Goldfinger, really well, also well done. There's different days and nights. They exchange spots for me between from Rush with Love and Goldfinger, Goldfinger from Rush with Love, depending on the day, day, night, and time. They rank at two or three for me. And they may make for some people's number one list. Uh, like I said, my list isn't the right list. It's just my list. And, well, those are some details there about Goldfinger. And I gave the details about From Russia With Love. But yeah, overall, both From Russia With Love at 3 and Goldfinger, Goldfinger at 2, really well done Bond movies. I'm sure they're in a lot, a lot of people's thir 3 or 4, thir 1, 2, 3 or 4 spot. Uh, definitely check out From Rush With Love. Definitely check out Goldfinger. And on the more recent ones, I would say for me personally, definitely check out Skyfall and Goldeneye. Alright, well, that there's no, there's no drum roll for this because you kind of know where the number one spot has to be. For me, the number one James Bond movie of all 25 has to be... Martin Campbell coming back to direct after GoldenEye, Casino Royale, 2006. He directed Pierce Brosnan's first movie and Daniel Craig's first movie in 1995 and 2006, respectfully. And for me personally, altogether, after analyzing, contemplating, and, and thinking about all 25 movies, I had to have Casino Royale and Daniel Craig's open, especially how the movie opens in in Prague, uh, Czech Republic, Prague, and his first kill, and the the whole mo movie flowing for the most part, even the middle with the whole poker scene. I had to have Casino Royale in the number one spot as for me the total best, absolute ultimate 
extreme best for me and for maybe possibly for a lot of people as well but not all people Casino Royale from 2006 as the total best overall no complete best for me of all 25 of the Eon official series and what I want to say about this one is I will tell you that what I really like about it and also what I'm disappointed about it afterwards. All right, so in the disappointment in a sec, but what I really like about this movie is how everything with Daniel Craig in this, uh, hold on a sec. Yeah, everything with Daniel Craig in this, Every everything mostly with uh, Eva Green as Vesper, Vesper Lynn, Judy Dench as M, Mads Mikkelsen as Lashif. Oh my goodness. Oh. Cat. Katarina Marino. Katarina Marino. Katarina Marino is Solange. Really? Fantastic. Excellent job. Really? Really? Terrific. Katarina Marino is Solange. This movie was really well done. It's a lot of people. A lot of people's uh, one of their topper favorites for sure. Casino Royale was so awesome. It was so, so outstanding and spectacular, really. Casino Royale. I, I can't say enough about Casino Royale. But here's the thing. Here's where the disappointment part comes in. After Casino Royale for Daniel Craig's first movie being so good... His second through fifth movie were a lot less to be desired. Well, I mean, I would probably rank Skyfall in his second spot, but there is so much that I have problems with, with with the 22nd movie, Quantum of Solace in 2008. A whole lot I have problems with with Spectre in 2015. And a whole lot of problems and things I don't like with, in all regards of Bond 25, No Time to Die, the fifth final... Daniel, Daniel Craig movie. The, those second, those second, fourth, and fifth movies have a lot of problems, a lot of things that go wrong with it for me. But yeah, and that's why the 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 downwards thing is that nothing could top Daniel Craig's first movie, Casino Royale, or Pierce Brod Pierce Brosnan's first movie, Goldeneye, with with most most or all of their movies afterwards not re not really being up to par. So. With all those reasons, Casino Royale comes out at number one, but knowing that also the Daniel Craig movies after that kind of go down downward spi spiral. But yeah, we are now we are now twenty six to almost twenty seven minutes in. So the quick recap of the entire list, and this and this I gotta tell you, this will be the last James Bond. A content at least for a long, long while till we hear uh, more um, direct, um, for sure, official, um, clear news about Bond Twenty Six, which isn't even is not even going to start filming for the, for at least two years from now. May not even film to twenty twenty four, so we may not even get a Bond Twenty Six till twenty twenty five at the earliest, maybe twenty twenty six. It's a long wait. Hopefully, Bond Twenty Six is a lot better than Bond Twenty Five. No time to die. But a recap altogether of the complete list. This is at least my personal ranking. It's not the right list. It's just my list. Ours might be very the same or very different or altogether to each their own as an individual. But my personal ranking from 25 to 1 is... 
A View to a Kill, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun, Die Another Day, Spectre, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octo Pussy, Live and Let Die, License to Kill, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Thunderball, No Time to Thunderball, No Time to Die, Doctor No, The Living Daylights, You Only Live Twice, The Spy Who Loved Me, Nostalgically for Tomorrow Never Dies, Then the World Is Not Enough, and then in the top five, we got Skyfall, 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 GoldenEye, Skyfall, GoldenEye, number third spot for Much With Love, number two, Goldfinger, and the number one for probably my list and a lot of other people's list for number one, though maybe they have other number ones in their spot that aren't this, Casino Royale from 2006, and that is my complete full ranking of all 25 Eon Official James Bond movies, in my opinion, from worst to best. This is the last James Bond content for a long while. If you want to re-listen to my older James Bond episodes, there's a lot to choose from back in September and October of 2021, and also from January and March of 2022. Go support your local AMC movie theater so you can keep the movie theaters in business for a whole long time, way past from now, hopefully to go, movie theater, hopefully for movie theaters to still exist in the 2030s. And with all that said, I don't know when my next solo episode is, but I have some um, songs com- coming out for you in the near future in July of 2022, and hopefully some more co-hosted and guest lists as soon as possible. God, I can't wait to get more co-hosts and guests to talk about a bunch of topic subjects. And with all that said, everybody dance and have a good time one more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. Signing out for now. Dan 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 d